going to do a pre-show. You never That's know it. when you're going to start, dude. It's all natural. Well, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 15 of Booze and Banter. Very excited that you guys are listening. Um, we've done 15 episodes, which is absolutely nuts. I think I've been saying that a few times now. But it's just crazy that we're, we're still going. This is 15 weeks. Um, I don't think we've taken a full week off. And if yeah, we did, we yeah, made we, it up. We did. I believe so. Yeah, we did. I moved out here. Yeah. We didn't We didn't have record an episode that week. And you had your baby, and I moved out here. And then... Yeah, it was, it was, it was a week, I think. So or a week and a half. We took one week off. But we have done <laughs> double episodes. That's true, yeah. One time. So... I thought um, we were going to record it last weekend. What the hell happened to that? We needed reminders. That's about it. Yeah, I didn't get any reminders from anybody. I was all in work, but, you know, I felt self-conscious bringing it up. <laughs> I was a little bit hungover Sunday, so, I mean, I'm not too upset about it, but, I mean, I still would have I'd been able to do it. I would have just been like, oh, hey, guys, how's it going? Got hung well, over guys, Mr. Boardwell. How about we uh, dive into our happies and crappies so that we don't have to point the fingers around? And uh, yeah, so let's start with Baka Jabbar because he looks really tired. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose my energy level is a little bit low here after a couple beers. Hopefully it picks up. You know how it is on a, on a Yo, fine Tuesday evening. Everybody's looking tired today. It's one of those days, huh? I think it might be one of those days, but um, let's bring some positivity into the podcast. I did have my job interview at uh, Junkyard Brewing Company for packaging manager uh, yesterday, actually. Hola. It was actually uh, it was really cool. They seemed really friendly. I met with the head brewer and um, another one of the up-and-ups there, and they showed me around the end of the back and stuff where they actually produce and brew and package it all up and he kind of showed me like what I would be doing if I were to get the job and it seemed really cool like I just wanted to fucking get hired that minute but you know how it is they have a lot of applicants so we'll see how it goes um so, so that's a happy to, are you able to talk about the process at all um that's really interesting especially since we review much beer um maybe that the listeners would like that yeah so uh basically I guess um it's weird times for brewers right now because of the whole COVID situation. So it's like a whole different process than what it would be on a normal day per se. Um, they're doing, they're focusing a lot more on the canning prospect and just getting stuff produced rather than shipped out and shit right now. So I don't know. I don't know really how to explain it. Um, we try to walk back there through my eyes. We just went to the back of the building and they showed me they had their one brewing tank, which they started off of. And it was just in this, like, basically a closet. And they're like, we don't really use this one anymore. We move back here. And you go back there, and it's just, like, a big brewing production. There's, like, six to eight to ten, I guess. I don't really know. But big um, brew barrels and whatnot. And the machine that they run, it's kind of cool. The the dude that has the job that I applied for right now, I was kind of watching him. Um, they're explaining it to me. It's just, like, this machine. It's, like, a... Uh, a conveyor belt per se yeah okay yeah so they be, the term would be a hopper yeah that right? whatever yeah uh, um so he fills it up make sure all the beer gets in there and like it has like this automated can 
topper thing that they put yep. on for the growlers and stuff. Oh, I guess. I, yeah. See, this guy knows. This guy should have applied for the job. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, they have that. It was super cool. I mean, it obviously it's just a little bit different because of the whole COVID situation, but. Other than that, they're super nice people, beautiful brewery, and I got a free beer out of it. They give a free beer for every interview that they give, so I got a got their brand new IPA, uh, the Wolf Growler. That's, that's so, worth it just in itself. Yep, we'll uh, we'll review that one today here on my side. But yeah, super exciting time. So if I get a call back or something next week and see if we can get a second interview set up or not, but pretty dope. Did they uh, did they talk to you about like the difference of how they're doing the uh, canning and everything and distribution because of COVID now? Do they go into depth about that? Or do they say like, hopefully we don't have to, because hopefully it's different soon. Or do they, they didn't really over that dig deep into it. It was just kind of like, uh, obviously this is not like how um, typical day-to-day operations are ran. Um, Hopefully this COVID stuff doesn't last too much longer, but everything's a little bit weird right now. So this is just um, basically how we're running it right now type deal. Okay, well that's that's cool. I was kind of just curious if they like went into into depth of like you know we're sanitizing this and this after everything, or, or if they like went that much in depth or not. But no, they're they're all in face masks. I didn't bring in face masks. I kind of felt like an idiot. And yeah. the, the whole like my first interview in COVID times, I didn't know whether to go for a handshake or not. So it was you know a little hesitation. Oh, did you guys shake hands? No, we didn't. We didn't. But oh, dude, I would hate that so much. I like I have to shake. I don't I have know. to obviously, but I I hate meeting people. There was like probably four or five like rather important people like from my work that I had to meet, and I hate I just hate not shaking people's hands. That is so but, true. That this COVID times is so weird when you introduce yourself to somebody right now it's hard to like do you go in for the handshake do you not there's so many times where it's like i would normally shake your hand but at this point i don't know if like, i feel i feel comfortable doing it like i don't care but like, i don't know how you feel so i don't want to put you in that situation you know yeah so, yeah i tough. i typically like if if it's something that i really do like i'm like i should shake this guy's hand i will ask like do you want to shake hands which is just a weird thing to kind of ask but be like, I'll like say like, oh my name, yada yada. Then I'll be like, I'm okay with shaking hands. Like if you're fine, I'd love to shake your hand just just to kind of sound like, you know, because so, I I think not shaking hands is just so weird. For me to uh, bypass the handshake. I've been just doing kisses on the lips. It's uh, been like, really nice. It <laughs> I've been able to like completely bypass it. Uh-huh. And really like kind of still get that personal touch with that. I might have so to. So that's uh, what I've been doing. I might have to adopt that because there's like that. It's like a two-second awkward silence when you normally would be shaking hands. Right. Right after you introduce yourself, there's nothing going on. You just like – in my mind, I know this is when we'd be shaking hands, okay? But right. guess what? We're not. So instead, we'll just be making out, you know? Think you about it. Think, you wouldn't think about it then. It's just You don't even natural. have to do like the eye contact thing because your eyes will be closed because you have to show them you're enjoying it, right? Yeah, exactly. So you can't just like keep your eyes open and be one of those people. Like the Bruno Mars song, I wide open you know you got to keep that shit closed and then um and then you're done so Um, have you had some good like some good kisses with this are they all kind of weird kisses or someone just really kind of showed you like i'm into this well well well, yeah so when i went to the trump rally actually i was able to um well kiss mr mike pence um right (laughs) on the lips and that was really nice um he, he actually grabbed my butt too so i figured that we had a good 
a good connection. Okay. Also, and then and then at the Bernie rally, that was really interesting too because I got to kiss Bernie himself. Um, even though he's not even running for president anymore, he's still doing rallies because you know you know he's Bernie. Dude, um, Bernie so I got to kiss him face. right on the lips, and that was nice. Bernie has one of those faces where it's like an old man. I want to kiss that man on his forehead just because of his face. He like he looks like he would enjoy a nice kiss on the forehead. You would think so, but when you're like there and and you're in the kissing moment, you go for the lips. You go. <laughs> Have you guys ever <laughs> kissed anyone with your eyes open? No. <laughs> no. Oh, why not though? Why is it such a cultural thing to close your eyes when you kiss? Why is that? I feel like you get into the moment more with it's your like eyes a... closed. I don't know. Have <laughs> you like let me I'll try it. I'll come back to you guys next week. I'll test the theory and I'll make out with my girlfriend with my eyes wide open and it's... I'll I'll tell you the difference and how awkward it probably will be. You'll see how awful the makeup face actually looks. <laughs> I usually try and do like four or five solid blinks. I'll kiss, blink, and then if you look at me, I blink three times very quickly and then just keep them open. So it's like and, a form uh, of communication at that point. Yeah, it's guys... a form. It's a form. Like, I keep my eyes open to see if you keep your eyes open. 99.9% <laughs> of the time, they never open their eyes. But I just do it to see if they will. See, it's an interesting thing how our culture, or maybe it's a natural reflex saying we should close your eyes while you kiss somebody. Is it because how close you are? So your eye contact would be like a primal, like, this eye contact is so close, well, you, it's like not natural. Yeah, you got to think about it like, you're so close to them. If you're looking at them, your eyes will inevitably cross. That's not the best look. So you're actually saving yourself from the embarrassment. Yes, but you're also putting yourself at huge risk because you're at most vulnerable. You don't know what's coming. Yeah, they don't know what's coming. Stabbed, dude. There's nothing. You have no idea yet. Your peripherals aren't there. You got nothing. At, at any time, if I see somebody going to, going to kiss from now on, I'm that's a perfect opportunity. I'm going to take a wallet or a purse or something. I have no idea. Exactly. Fucking kleptomaniac. <laughs> All right. What were you, what were your happies and crappies? Did you steal five million women's purses or what? I have one crappy. I didn't get oh. to do my crappy. Let's oh shit. It. It's actually big news for the crappy here. Um the car? The car no, dead. No, 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 We all know <laughs> we all know how looking much we are looking forward to the hot dog eating competition, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's not cancelled, but, but my boy Matt Stoney is not able to make it. Dude, due that's to fine. New York State quarantine laws. He ain't even a competitor, dude. He's just there for the YouTube. He won it in twenty fifteen. He beat Joey Chestnut. He's just one of his biggest competitors. He's not a competitor. It's Kobe Ashi. It's oh god, Joey Chestnut. That's it. Everybody else is an afterthought. Unreal. I really like Matt Stoney. So, you know what? We should uh, buy some Matt Stoney merch. Yes. Just so that we can, you know, live in solidarity with him. I would agree with that. But that finishes my happies and crappies if anybody wants to take over. I'll go ahead and start. Um, pretty, uh, pretty basic happies and crappies here. Nothing too eventful for me. But uh, today work was just a shit show. That, that, that's my crappy. It was just, it was constant people calling me to deal with some issues about their their apartments leaking through their their patio doors and their carpets being bad and then I, and then the the carpet guy came to to get keys for me and I completely forgot where where I wrote down these apartment numbers so he ended up leaving and then literally like 
15, 20 minutes after I left and he was on another job site, I remembered where I fucking put the stuff. So he came all the way back to get the keys. He actually ended up being super nice about it. But I mean, after that, it was just one thing after the next. It was constant. You know, I got to call people getting all this information. And I just it was it was just a stressful day. It did go by very, very fast, which is nice. But it was just a long, stressful day. I was supposed to be doing something completely different all day, and I didn't even start it until almost the end of the day. But yada, yada, very, very kind of whiny things. But it was just a long fucking day. Um, happy, although it was a long day, we got a short week. And I'm taking a half day on Thursday, and I have Friday off. So I'll be leaving Thursday to go to either my lake cabin or... I want to go to my lake cabin, but I looked at the weather in where my lake cabin is, which is a lot farther west, and it's looking pretty much stormy every single day we're there. So because of that fact, there's a good possibility I may talk to Jenna and we may end up going to Brainerd, even though we planned on going to <laughs> going to uh, my lake cabin but i mean i don't god every year we go there it's just shitty weather you know and it's like i love my cabin when it's nice weather but it's i the forecast shows thunderstorms every single day we're there every single day so i don't know we'll we'll kind of see if that changes or not but either way i'm gonna be going somewhere for the fourth of july in a short week so and fourth of july is my favorite holiday i love the fourth of july it is my holiday so that's my happy what does the weather look like in brainerd um this weekend because i'll be around there at grace's cabin thursday thursday friday is supposed to be um partly cloudy and like nine thursday friday for sure and we'll be there thursday night and friday all day and then saturday i think there's a chance i think saturday in brainerd's actually just like cloudy or maybe some overcast and then sunday i believe is supposed to storm but still is that, is that a zorba's get together with you three is zorba's even open <laughs> that's a good question brainerd zorba shout out one of the t- best times of my life fuck zorba's Yo, i don't I used like to a, zorba's i used to be way overpriced wagon but after that brainerd nightlife whoo that was fun <laughs> oh oh that's right when we all went to the uh went to the lake and and you guys ended up going to Zorba's. Yeah, if you, dude, that was a fucking good ass time. But that was before the COVID. There was like seven hundred people packed in this little ass fucking uh, restaurant. That ain't like that anymore. That was a really good time. That was a great weekend. It was beautiful out too that whole weekend. That was nice. Well, Fields, do you want to go or should I? Should I take? Oh uh, yeah. You know my happies and crappies. Like. I, I I don't know if I can handle the pressure. There's so much pressure every time this pops up because I always forget exactly what I'm supposed to say. But okay, so my crappy. I had a crappy. I can't fucking remember already. Happy. It's a fucking Fourth July next this weekend already. That's crazy. Summer's going by quick. Um, I don't know. I had a good week. I just been working. I've been listening to some audiobooks, some podcasts. You know, I've been listening to Blackbeard the pirate. His 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 life story, you know, it's been really interesting. I learned what uh, I really officially learned what narcolepsy is. I didn't really know what that was until now. You know, it's just I've just been learning shit out here. I'm just grinding. Uh, I just hit, hit up the golf range. You know, I got a blister on my thumb. Just pounding balls, just slicing. Sounds nice. like you're living the life. 
you know, it's been it's been a good week. Uh, the second you camp. learn what narcolepsy is, is the second you really start living. Exactly. See, like I I learned like the real deep shit, not like the basic level shit, like the deep shit. Don't ask about it because I won't be able to repeat any of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in there. But it's in here somewhere for some trivia night coming down the weeks. One of these days, you know, I'll pop it out. But yeah, I've, 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 I've been having a good week. How about you, Nick? Yeah. Um, so my happy this week is the Disc Golf Pro Tour came back. So I spent my Friday, Saturday, Sunday watching Disc Golf for eight straight hours. It was amazing. And yeah, honestly, it's on CBS now. So that's pretty sweet. Um, even though I paid for the disc golf package, it's like eight bucks a month. Um, it's, it's, it's the best. I'm so happy about that. Um, crappies. Man, I've had it easy going lately. I mean, nothing at work. Work is just work, man. Um, nope, no crappies. I don't believe in them. How's your uh, beer looking that you're brewing right now? So I'm not. I haven't started brewing it yet. So that is fucking crappy. I'm Dude, trying what, to decide. What? I thought you what? already started it. Did you not? No, I didn't start one. I just had my one carbonate, um, the beer that we brewed together, which is super good. But I haven't started my next one because I really don't know what I want to brew. Ashley wants to brew like a porter or a stout. I don't necessarily. So the one that we started, is that one done already? First carbonating. You are muted right now, sir. Oh, awkward. Go ahead. What's your question? I was, just say, I was saying, was that one that we started brewing? Is that one done? Or yeah, just... it's completely done. Oh, you tr- It's really good. Oh, what the hell? I haven't heard anything about this. Why are you going to that shit tonight? Okay, okay. So this beer specifically, uh, I think it has a pretty decent fruity flavor. Um, it's really well carbonated, and I think it has decent body. I mean, both both Cole and Bog have tried it, so you guys can give a little review on it. Oh, it's been a minute, but I just remember it being good. I know I drank two of them, and they're gone pretty much within 10 minutes. So not, no bad reviews over here. It's happy. It's happy, <laughs> but, but it but it's good. It's good. It's not a. I don't mind it if it doesn't just linger and linger and linger. And I mean, it's it sits on it for a minute, but it doesn't just linger forever. But it's a bit hoppy. But I know that was the intention was for a hoppy beer. So the fact that you went for like a a, a big fruity flavor, uh, with some solid body, and and good hoppiness, it came out exactly like it was intended. And uh, and it was very good. And it would be one of those ones that I would be reviewing and say that I'm glad that this is what they described it as and this is what they're going for because that's exactly what it is. So yeah, overall, see, is, overall, it was a great job. This is all news to me because I haven't heard a single thing about yeah, this beer. Shit. Well, basically, that just means I have to send two of you, two of them to you in the mail. I think so, yeah. I don't know how I ship beer, but I'll figure it out. Just put it in an envelope and just ship it over. Like, don't even put it in a container. Just, like, pour it into an envelope. And then if it, whatever happens, happens. They'll be like, is there anything liquid, fragile, or perishable? Oh, and I'll just be just, like, no. Just scream no. 
Yeah. <laughs> top of your lungs. <laughs> just put it in a Ziploc bag or something. <laughs> no! There's not! Dude, it's such, like, it's probably not super legal to, like, ship it across state lines either because that's bootleg liquor. <laughs> but we'll do it. Bootleg brew. Got, I'll bring home some bubble wrap for my work and a box for you. They'll never know. Oh, dude, let's do it. Seriously. I got we you. should ship some, uh, we should ship some, like, Junkyard and Drekker out to him, too. Yes, sir. I'll hire some mules, like, and then we'll illegally smuggle it over here. That'll take a lot longer, and we'll probably get caught way faster. We'll go up, you'll, we'll go up from Fargo to Canada. They'll, r- they'll ride that Northwest Passage, passage that supposedly is not real, but obviously it is, okay? Because we're riding. Oh, it's real. Okay, and then we're coming back down. I like it. I mean, if we're if we're shipping them stuff, we gotta ship them a good amount. I mean, yeah, we gotta we gotta do a cup like a at least a four pack, a few of uh, like a four pack of each brewery, and then Nick's brew, and... like a train car full of beer, you know? Yeah, like a, like a shipping well, container. I'm still waiting for my care package from you too, though. So. Oh no! Don't worry, I'm slowly <laughs> gathering. <laughs> Slowly gathering for my gas station brew runs. <laughs> That's so true. I need to actually go to like a liquor store or like something else because I've been hitting up the gas station right next to my house. That's all I've been getting. No need though. The That's convenience. The nice thing, man. No need. Yeah, but I'm running out of their non-domestic beer. Like I'm, I'm gonna. I'm spoiler alert. I'm reviewing a somewhat. Actually, it's not domestic because it's imported, but a domestic style beer. I'm running. So I heard a random fact today on one of my podcasts. Um, have you guys ever heard of the cicada bug? Yes. Yes. I have. I've heard it, not heard about it, but I've heard the okay. bug itself. So some cicada bugs have a 17-year mate cycle. How, how so that long? means that they're – go ahead. How long? I didn't hear what 17 you said. 17 years. Damn. Means that they live underground for like fifteen to seventeen years, then they come above ground, and they all yell at each other. Like they have this extremely loud shriek, and then they meet mate, not meet. They mate. Well, they meet first. Yeah. Okay. Kind of hang out. They got dinner, hang out, movie, kiss with their eyes open. Their little babies. go underground for the next 17 years and how the cicadas work is they have zero defense mechanism so predators can eat them at will but just by their sheer numbers they're able to keep their population alive so they know that like a third of their population will be picked off and they're fine with that because they're able to mate every 17 years what's the thing there are they fine with that they have no idea they are completely of... fine with that. It's how actually like part how, of their. How are they, who's they? They have a, like a, a government of cicadas. Who who is fine with it? I don't yeah. think they're fine with it. I think that's just how their natural lifestyle happens. No, so like, think, like a third okay, of them or so we're fine with are no born without like reproductive possibilities, and they're literally meant to be like sitting targets for the ones that are mating. I said, I didn't hear the, the very beginning of that. I missed. So, like, a third of them are born without reproductive possibilities. Oh, really? So they, they're literally born to do that. 
But think about it. They have like a 13-year life underground knowing that they're going to be eaten. That's like one of the longest lives in insect history. I mean, the fucking monarch lives for like four days. Dude, this is... They literally hatch, they fly around, and then they fly down to Mexico. This is so fucked up. I just... Oh my god. Talking about bugs, I I saw the the largest land, uh, land animal on Antarctica is a mite. It's a little insect that's like... A couple centimeters long. It's the largest land animal because the, they said the penguin is considered a marine animal. So it's the largest land animal on Antarctica. It's a little bug, a little mite. It lives for like two years. But like, I'm just thinking, fucking bugs are crazy. That's so all. Just, I, I don't have anything so else to go with this. we just gonna leave Yetis out of the conversation or what? No, nah, everyone knows the Yetis are in the fucking Alps, dude. All right, you're right. Bugs. Testing you. Man, have you guys ever experienced cicadas before? No, yeah, they're never disgusting and huge. They are huge. They literally sound like the fact that you say that they're underground for like 13 to 17 years or whatever, and then they come up just to mate. Every single fucking night in Oklahoma, all you hear is cicadas. Dude, and all, have you all they ever, are? Have are, you ever heard box cicada call? <laughs> no, I haven't. We'll get. To I that haven't done a, one in a <laughs> no, hot yes. second. But. It is literally just a grasshopper on like steroids times ten. It is so so annoying. Like if you ever camp or anything down south, it's uh, you like hopefully you go to bed before the cicadas come out or you're fucked. Would you rather be cicada or a grasshopper? Oh, grasshopper. Cause and cicadas are oh they're big brown and like if you ever step on a on a cicada too, it's like oh because it, no, it is you, just like would just you gush. Would you rather be a grasshopper or a cicada? Grasshopper. Okay, I'm, take, I'm like taking 13 years of guaranteed yeah. life underground. Oh, yeah. How much does the grasshopper live? Somebody look that up. We need somebody to look oh, I don't, grasshopper. I don't life. care. I can imagine being able to jump like two blocks. Yo, imagine being a, a cicada, but you're the non-reproducing one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! That's yeah, then you're you just born to die at some point. For no reason, aren't we all born to die? True. No, don't they make no, that I will get frozen. by like rubbing their legs together really fast or something? Isn't that how they do their mating call? That that big buzz that you hear. I, I, mean, you I think that so. Podcast? Isn't that how grasshoppers do it? Nick, Isn't that Nick, how grasshoppers Nick and all of them do it? They up. rub their. I heard Nick has the answer. Are we talking about grasshoppers now? They rub their wings together, yes. not its legs. Yeah, they have like a built-in violin. They have a special organ called the timbal that produces sound. So I think they only live like four months, though, right? If Nick, here's here's a question for you: If you could have any instrument built into you, like these grasshoppers, which instrument would you have built into you? Oh shit. If I could have any instrument built into me, it yeah. definitely wouldn't be a string instrument because I would have to like constantly be restringing myself. So I'd probably end up doing something like a trumpet. Um, Not because those are like trumpets are minimal maintenance. So I'd be just walking around. Well, yeah, I wouldn't have to like do okay. too much. Okay, how about this? It's the sound of a, this instrument, but it's not like an actual like brass trumpet built into oh, you. It's like easy. That would be a synthesizer. I could choose like seventy-five different sounds if you're like a synthesizer. Chico, Chico, Chico. 
If you're a current synthesizer, you have like a thousand different sounds. Yeah, not synthesizer. Synthesizer. <laughs> it has to be just a regular ass instrument. Yeah. Like I choose a harp. A harp? They've got the they've got the most notes out of any instrument. Nick, you are the saxophone mandolin like supporter <laughs> over here, and you're saying harp. Well, yeah, because the saxophone only you can only play like. I mean, like 180 different notes. How the mandolin? Guitar, I think, is probably right around the same. Uh, and oh. then the mandolin, or the. I'm looking to play the most notes. Why I'm looking to, to be able to play any genre of music. I'm not looking to just be playing jazz. I mean, guitar, you can play a lot of shit. Mandolin, you can. You're basically stuck on like country and folk. But like the harp, you can play everything. No, dude, the harp plays one kind of music. That's harp music. <laughs> <laughs> the harp don't play rock and roll, rap, hip-hop, pop, country. It plays harp music. It has not- no genre at all. What the fuck you talking about? I'm not looking to come out here and fucking play some hard rock on my body. That's the- all those vibrations are going to end up just fucking up all my bones and everything. Looking to play nice harp music. That's some baby making music right there, and you know I already am good at that. So we got we got Looking the harp, flex. we got all that shit. Flex on us now, huh? But that's crazy. Dude, I've I... been sitting here thinking of which instrument I would choose, and I actually do not know. I'm going back and forth. Harp. When Nick said harp, I was like, that's not a bad choice, because. I don't know, harp, you can you can do some, some beautiful shit on a harp, but I keep just going back to, like, I've only played the guitar, so I don't really, like, I don't have the knowledge, obviously, that Nick does on the instrument side things. But then I thought, you know what? If I could just have a solid gong, that'd be good <laughs> to just be able to whip out the gong sound whenever. Just, like, imagine if two guys, like, got in a little bit of shit talk, and then it got, like, silent, and I just... Laid the gong Dumb. noise out there. Dumb. That'd be perfect. I, I guess percussion wouldn't be bad, like a drum set. I mean, you could do the same thing with jokes. Every time someone says something funny or not funny, maracas. I take it back. Maracas. You just you, you sound like a bug. And it's just like like who's bringing the beat? Oh, that's maraca cola over there. No big deal. I I would think it would be maraca. But Whoa. that's just personally me. Patent pending. Yes, patent pending. I'm not going to say that that's what it'd be, but that's what I assume it would be. Rock Cole sounds pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Rock and Cole. You could do a lot with your name. I can't do much. Yeah, well, no, yeah, music-wise, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. So, uh, Fields, what, what musical instrument will you have built into your body? Dude, I'm a straight cicada. No instrument. <laughs> Give me a cicada, baby. I want to be. I'm living underground for seven, thirteen, fifteen years of my life. Coming up, mating for one day. Unless I'm a non-mating one, then fuck that shit. Yeah. You, you're basically a walking purple heart badge for your whole colony, though, because your one job is to protect. Yeah. <laughs> Going down, baby. Going I think down. they actually live pretty far away from each other. And that's why they have to like come back up and scream at each other to get so, together. So you're kind of living a lonely existence. When they so, come out of the ground, 
is it like a certain like all right it's time to emerge like they all come up at once like the apocalypse and bugs yeah. are coming out of the ground or what's There's going like on here millions of them oh my god yeah, how you do imagine? they know to come out at what year just because like it's, it's perfect everything's perfect I mean, they come out? it's just the circle of life man they know what to do that isn't that crazy that alleys animals have these instincts and people and we don't, don't have any the, no like, that's the, the thing we, we have to have something there's no well, way humans have zero. I think the thing about it is that the cicadas come out when they're all at like this natural maturity, and so many of them die on that 17th year mark. Like everybody's basically this age. So I'm sure there's a couple cicadas that come out like not at the right time, and they're like, oh fuck, and Did die. Fall back down. Um, <laughs> what do they crawl back I, down once you crawl out you can never yeah, crawl no, back once down. you're out you're out man dude once you, you get picked the, off by a predator quick once you see the world dude you can never crawl back into your home crawl back down underground for another 10 more years you're out there you're out there you're gonna die. You just you know peek, peek the head up oh, i don't like it up here one, no dude once you peek your head out you see that fucking existence you can never go well back the uh, so as a cicada though you peek out in like a moderate sized backyard and you're like, oh, this is literally just, this is the world. It's just like very tall weeds and grass and some blue sky. And that's like, that's the world. Yeah, but you've been looking at dirt your yeah. whole life. You've never seen sunlight before. Until you see a massive earthworm go by you and you get some tectonic plate movement. <laughs> and, you know, you're like, it's not that bad down there. You got a lot of shit going around Dude, down there. That's like I... a. The cicada is a perfect metaphor for, like, a 45 to 50-year-old man that's going through, like, midlife crisis. I've been living in a hole my whole life, and I finally dug out, baby, and I see the whole world. Like, baby, I'm a cicada. You know, that's a it's a really good metaphor. At, the, at the end of those midlife crises, though, they always come back and be like, well, my life wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> so. Well, and then, and then you're a cicada, and you come out into the world. And the first thing you see is a fucking hawk coming at you, and bam, you're dead. Or you the first thing you see is another sexy cicada, and then you get it on. So the ones born without reproduction, do they know that they don't have reproductive <laughs> organs, or they still try, or what? Yes, you know yes. what? The podcast that I was listening to about this, they didn't interview enough cicadas to understand that. So they, they didn't know. But they only talked to like twenty five cicadas, okay. and all had reproductive organs. These oh, reproductive, gotcha. so like, they're neither male nor female. They're just what? How, I don't understand these. They don't have, <laughs> or they don't have like sperm or eggs. Is that the difference, or what? What is the good? Again, they just exist, and some reproduce and some don't. I don't know the full. Do thing. they know they can't reproduce when they come out? Are they just coming out? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Hey, There's so many questions like that need to be answered. Cicadas come out, and if they're all piling on top of each other, and some are duds, they're just gone, and they're just bird food. Dude, that's so fucked up. <laughs> I need a cicada documentary on Netflix or ESPN. Nothing in between. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're gonna do. Like, like Michael Jordan's gonna dub the next Cicada documentary, and he's gonna be sitting there drinking his fucking what is it? What does he have? Cigar. Yeah, he's gonna be smoking a cigar, drinking his tequila. Be like, yeah, so the Cicada, and then just gets like, like in his own documentary, more and more drunk, and says more and more shit 
as it goes on. It's so great. Romo would tell you exactly what's about to happen between those cicadas. <laughs> Romo would be like, oh, the cicada's about to go take a hard right and jump right on that. That's that so true. Impossible to impregnate cicada. I can just tell already that it's just not going to happen. Oh, my God. That would be your I mean, gold. If, it, if it's on like any other sports network, Burger McFarland. Might do a pretty good play-by-play on the cicadas. He'd vlog up there. He'd be like, you know, if that cicada doesn't mate real quick, it's not going to be mating. And then it's not going to have babies. Like, the dude just says the most obvious shit. Or Chris Collinsworth. Now, here's a cicada. (laughs) That's a good (laughs) answer. That's it. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Dude, any of you guys watch the fights this weekend? Yes, sir. That last fight. Oh, tell me about it. What'd you that, think about it? That last fight was nice. I enjoyed the fuck out of that last fight. I I enjoyed everything. I enjoyed the whole card. My well, maybe my brother and uh, sister in law were out camping this weekend for their anniversary, so I was home alone. So I was just watching the fights by myself, and pff, man, I was entertained the whole way through. It was a good good so now time. Now that they have a roommate, they have to go to a different place for their anniversary. They have to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's damn straight. Yeah, that uh, that last Emphasize fight, Poirier versus Hooker. I think that's my fight of the year candidate right now. That that was insane. Just so bombing far. each other. Yeah. Until Fight Island. Until Fight. There's so many good fights coming up. It's crazy. I'm excited for it as a UFC enthusiast. As the the top top tier UFC fan in this chat, what uh, what fight do you uh requ- or not request suggest? The next everyone else buy the next fight. Which one should we buy? Uh, there's a lot coming up on Fight Island. Off the top of my head, um, obviously the Stipe versus DC trilogy for the heavyweight belt probably oh. going to be the last fight in both of their careers. Is I that would be. Is that like August? Is that later? That'll that will be in August for Fight Island. I have to look it up quick. I'm blanking. I listen to MMA wait, podcasts wait, all day. But... Which one did you say? Which one did you say, Baka? I'm sorry, I was. Uh, Daniel Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic, number three. It's one one tied right now for the heavyweight championship of the world. Okay. Is that is that confirmed? I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Yep, that can one I, is confirmed. Can I put in my request that I would mm-hmm. like to see by the end of the year? For sure. I would like to see George St. Pierre uh, versus Conor McGregor. I think both of them are in the prime of their careers, and they they would just do really really good. It would be a really good hard fought battle. And, uh, you know, you got, like, Ireland versus Canada, and that would just be – that'd be good. So I think those two should probably fight and uh, square up. That's fair. If, if, if we're going to go that way, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Chuck Liddell and Brock Lesnar. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the, those two would be a, just a duke of a battle. Chuck if would all, die. <laughs> was... All Chuck needs to do is gain like 130 pounds and start. Or or imagine Brock. Brock all Brock's got to do is cut like 130. That's easy money. That's a great fight. Chuck Liddell would do the ultimate punch. Brock Lesnar would just eat just eat anything that Chuck threw at him because he's used to getting hit way fucking harder. But I don't know. That, that wouldn't be bad. On the real though, Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson, I think would be uh would be a good one to watch. That'd be but. that'd be dope. Um, for the card to buy, uh, Saturday, July 11th. So coming up here, three title fights at Fight Island. Yeah, the 250 UFC 251. Yep, 
Uh, so, so main event is Kamaru next weekend. Uz- yeah, Kamaru Usman, Gilbert Burns for the uh, the welterweight title, and then the co-main event is um, Alexander Volkanovski versus Max Holloway two. Um, Max is trying to get his title back, which will be a good fight in the featherweight. And the third title bout on that fight is Peter Yan uh, versus Jose Aldo. And that's for Bantamweight. And Jose is getting a title shot right off the bat. He used to be the featherweight champion. But um, it'll be interesting because that's the vacant belt right now since Cejudo retired. Henry, Triple C. Yeah. Dude, so, that was Triple C. So so you recommend this next fight? I was thinking about buying it. Yeah, for sure. If you're going to buy a UFC event this year, this would be... Probably be one of the better ones to buy. Just okay, then I'll, de- then I'll definitely buy it. And my girl Paige Van Zandt's back. She's fighting on the main card. Let's go. Is okay. I can't remember which women UFC fighter is like supposedly the really cute one. Is that her? That's Paige. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's, that's Paige. <laughs> so she's on uh, Dance with the Stars and shit. Yeah. How about uh, Cam Newton and the Pats? What were we Hell thinking yeah. of that? I was waiting I for that to happen. A- I think that's a good a good move from all sides. I think you know, it's like just a one year deal. On a minimum, I mean, I saw Richard Sherman tweet how many former NFL MVPs are getting the minimum one year deal on what a team. Is, like it's not the it's not the league minimum, isn't it? Is it like a veteran minimum? Because I saw I saw somewhere it was like seven point five mil. Is that wrong? It it could be a vets min for it. It's a minimum contract for I don't know if it's a quarterback specific or a veteran specific but maybe maybe it was like a two years i don't was it it's a one year deal one year do you I think don't, so, i don't know so do you think that belichick's gonna try and uh coach him like he did brady or do you think he's gonna he's gonna coach him like like cam like Yo, he's I gonna think, be a little bit of a runner or do you think he's gonna try and just strictly pocket I pass think, like brady I think the playbook will change to fit his play style, but nothing like too crazy. He's still going to have the liberty to do cam things, which, I mean, if you didn't do that as a coach with a quarterback of that caliber. I think Belichick, he always coaches, like, to his personnel. You know, they they always say that. They've always said that, but they've never said anything about the QB because it's always been Tom Brady. So now he has a new QB. I think if everything is what they've been saying for the last 20 years is right, he'll coach to his personnel. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited because this is just the this if everything starts and goes how it should I should say, but I think this is going to be a very interesting year because there are a lot of just big moves and and very interesting unexpected things to go down. So I'm very excited to see how this is going to go, and I think fantasy is going to be a wild ride as well. Oh, you guys aren't ready for me in fantasy this year. I made the playoffs for the first time in my life. I went from Christian last McCaffrey to about single-handedly to playoffs. Let's fucking go! Oh my ready. god, one player! You could have started one player the whole season, and it would have beat half the teams you faced. <laughs> no, Christian McCaffrey and Graham, Graham Gano. That's all you fucking need. Put that in the fantasy books. Graham Gano hasn't played in five years, dude. <laughs> I'm still drafting him. I'm drafting Graham Gano this year. I don't give a fuck. Bet you won't draft him the first round, you bitch. I will. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Graham Gano's my favorite player to ever live. Yeah, he's done it before. Guess what he went that year? 2-12. and 12. <laughs> <laughs> And he'll... Hey, that's the, I'm pretty sure that's the same draft for 
he Nick knows I took Sebastian Janikowski no matter what, and he drafted Graham Gano first round, and then when kickers were on the board late in the round, he walked up there with his little penguin walk, all confident, takes Sebastian Janikowski sticker, slaps it on the board, trade looks me, looks me in the eyes, says "fuck you," and sits back down. <laughs> there are no safe picks. There are no safe picks. If you tell me you like somebody, I'll end up with him. That's true. Yeah, respect. Well, guys, is it time to hit the brewery view? Dude, I think we have to. I'm almost out of my beer. I've been drinking three, <laughs> three or four of these. I've gotten down. Uh, no, I'm like four beers deep already, and it, it's about that time. So, guys, we are reviewing a few, three different beers today. Um, me and Mr. Lawrence are in the same room, so we're reviewing the same beer. Um, so, from Bockage Bar, we're reviewing the Wolf. Uh, it's a New England-style double IPA. Uh, it's brewed with Galaxy Hops. Um, from <laughs> Colt Field, we're doing imported Cockney, um, which is a glacier-fresh Canadian beer. Canadian, I'm going to guess baby. it's just a domestic. I'm, I'm thinking it's a lager. And then we're also reviewing today Wheeze the Juice from Jacker Brewing Company out of Fargo, North Dakota. Um, this is their staple IPA, um, fantastic beer at 6%. So let's all uh, give a little drink, and then um, I'll let it, Mr. Lawrence kick it is off. Is it Cockney or is it Cocaine? That's I what actually, I thought from the text message. I looked it up. It's Cockney. Which one is it? It's, it's Cockney. Cockney. Okay, I I, str- I straight up was like, oh, he has cocaine. <laughs> I thought it was cocaine, but I looked. I was on the toilet toilet like an hour ago, right after I got off work, and it was cockney. I looked it up. Yeah, All I right. know. Good to know. I, I thought know it was beer, co- guys. I know my beer. I thought Nick was saying cockney to keep it PG because I mean, typically we keep it PG this whole time. So I was just making sure that he did. So I'll that we keep this PG. I'll actually start because my beer is probably the simplest out of all three year beers. It's, uh, that's my taste right there. So it's, it's an imported from Canada. It's called Cockney by the Columbian Brewery Company. I think they have been acquired by Anheuser-Busch, I believe. I'm not really sure, but I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's right. Um, it's like a mix between Bush Light and Coors Light. So it kind of has that Coors Light start where it's kind of like tinny, but kind of like grainy you know <laughs> but also but it's not it's as harsh you know I, I would say so it's more watery so it's got also got that bush like more tinny feel you know it's honestly really cheap not that bad i'm it doesn't I, sound good i'll be honest from what you're explaining i i 100 see where you're coming from it doesn't sound good but it's it's a it's fine it tastes like a domestic it's cheap I'm actually gonna say I'm gonna add this to my mini fridge. Holy it's, shit! Oh, no. It ain't it ain't great, but it ain't bad at all. And so, so you described it as not as watery as a domestic and a little bit tinny. So it's so it, it's a so bush it's light. Like, it's like had drinking a, a water drinking down a domestic that's been in one of those aluminum can or in one of those uh what are they called that just tastes like tin when you drink out of them. Oh my god! Like thermos. Like some of you've just been drinking out of a thermos for too long. Yeah, it's honestly yeah, so my. It, bro- I've had multiple. Is it like a bush heavy? No, bush heavy. I'm saying it's a bush light. I don't know if I ever. 
I don't know if I've ever had a Bush Heavy, to be honest. Dude, they're I, fucking good. Actually, I have. I had a Bush Heavy a few weeks ago. It, it's like a Coors Light, and a Bush Light had a baby. That's what I can say. That's all I... That's from my experience. That sounds like an awful inbred child. I'm no, not it's not. Lie. I had multiple people try it here, and they all say... It's not as bad as I think thought it was gonna be. And like that's you know. Well, I'll have to pick those up maybe. Canadian domestics might be better than American domestics. Might be. And look at this can do. That can just screams fun. It's Canada. Screams Canada. Cocaine. It's a glacier, dude. That glacier fresh beer. <laughs> glacier fresh beer. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know English very well there because a lot of them speak French. Yeah, dude. But hey, it's good. That's all I gotta say. Well, Bach, what do you think about uh, your double IPA? Oh, so when I uh, picked this one up after the interview, I I walked in with the two guys that I interviewed with, and I asked the head brewer, I'm like, so which one of these new brews do you suggest? And he picked out the I was, he. We talked about me liking IPAs recently. He says we've been on the IPA kick here since we've opened up. So <laughs> we got this new one, the Wolf. It's a New England style double IPA with galaxy hops, and man, is it good. I mean, first sip, I was actually kind of impressed because I've always been a Drecker guy, and nothing bad on Junkyard, but I haven't tried too much of their stuff. But this one kind of is in my top three IPAs of all time drink already. Already? Holy already. shit! Yeah. You just cracked it! It's crazy. Woo-hoo-hoo! There's three sips in, and I can already put it in top three because this thing is a beast. It's Damn. you can really get it. It kind of punches you in the tongue, but it's not a lingering um, hops flavor. It's got like um, I guess with the galaxy hops, that's more fruity stuff like peach and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm getting a peach aftertaste, and it just goes down super smooth. Um, Nick, you're gonna have to go pick up one of these and oh, let me know sure. how you think about it because this thing is crazy good. I think I I think I have had the Wolf IPA before. They um, just but came I out think with they it. Brew, Is that a gold can? I thought they brew it with like Simcoe before. Is that a gold um, it was can? Called something that Wolf looks, at least. That looks nice. Because they have more than. Oh, I love their gold cans that they're doing now. So like Jun- yeah, Junkyard that's what has all their cans are back there in the, oh, back oh, the in the brewery. They're all gold cans right now. They've recently switched over to gold cans. And I think that's super smart on their part because what it's going to do is just differentiate themselves um, from other people that, like, because they distribute pretty massively. And all these other crawlers are just silver. And when you see a gold one, that's probably the one you're going to pick up, to be honest. Bot, did you did you hear anything why they switched to gold? Is it because it's cheaper? or They, did, did they, they didn't talk about that, but it, if I get brought back for that second interview, I'm going to ask that question because I didn't even – really pick out like oh this is a gold can like this is different than everybody else but now that you guys are talking about it, it's like wow this this can is kind of fucking dope but yeah so, i mean this one um i just want to keep drinking it the it's it's not it's not too heavy even cole lawrence would like it for an ipa um but you really get those fruity aftertones after the initial punch of the tongue and it just goes down super smooth. It's not it's not heavy or anything. So I, I really would recommend this. And I am probably going to pick up more than a few of these to put in my mini fridge. Because this is it's phenomenal. I don't think I've given a phenomenal review yet. So Wow, that's so actually specific, real impressive. So the specific beer that I tried is called Technicolor Dream Wolf from, Drecker Bre- or from Junkyard Brewing. 
And that beer is extremely good as well. Um, but I think they don't brew it with Galaxy, so I'm extremely excited to try a beer with Galaxy hops because Galaxy is a different strand of hops. It's, it, they're hard to find, and brewers that use them really well um, really can make those like flavors shine, and you got the peach out of it, which is just amazing. Yeah, I, well, I Cole, can... Lawrence, you want to kick off the review on... Um, Wheeze the juice. Uh, so Baka, did you just say that because you hope fl- you hope that they listen to this podcast and you get the uh, job? Yeah, or what? you know, you, you I, know. I, I've I've told everyone I'm I'm a Drecker guy through and through. Still to this day, I'm still a Drecker guy. And when I put this in my top three IPAs that I've ever tried, I am not putting that lightly. Like even if I don't get the job, this thing is <laughs> fucking great. Like I, I think it's got my first phenomenal. I never used the word phenomenal in a beer review on this podcast before. So, the, the craziest thing is if everybody out there, if you just drink different kinds of beer, your flavors and options and everything opens up. Because oh, Baka Jabbar would never have said this about an IPA before. Before we started this podcast, like he was not into that at all. And like, if you just try new things and experiencing slowly over time, it really opens up your your your, your taste buds. You know, that's what I feel like at least. It, it I'm I'm glad you said that because that's honestly about how I was gonna start this review with mine. Was because I mean, Nick knows. Wee's the Juice is is one of Nick's favorite beers. He he loves Wee's the Juice, so I'm sure his review is going to be a little bit biased. But <laughs> <laughs> I he would drink Wee's the Juice, and I literally would just like shake my head at him. You know, I was like, I don't know how you fucking drink that shit. But you know, now that I have now that I have had a lot more of like just more bodied and like layered and in depth beers, and and just more breweries and, and craft made just just beers it's it really is crazy how how it just becomes better and you and you start to pick up on things too that like on beers that you've already had before that you don't pick up on just because you i mean it, it the podcast helps a little bit because you're searching too but by just trying new things like trying new beers i mean you don't have to like everything you drink obviously we are not that way on this podcast we're pretty harsh on ones that we don't but uh. But just just by doing it, it's just so nice because you you really do open up your your palate and you start to enjoy like even little subtle things about about beers. Like I still am not a massive hoppy fan, but I like hops if they don't, you know, like if I'm done with the beer and I still taste it like an hour later without having to burp, I'm not going to be a huge fan of it probably. But to the review now, Weezy Juice is a bit hoppy. I think it's the a great amount. It's got really, really good flavor. It's got all sorts of good flavor. Of course, knowing knowing me, I do wish they would have a little tidbit of what they were going for. But they do have um, a little bit of a menu of the malt, the hops, and the yeast they use. So that is appreciated. But I do always like reading the little like, oh, this beer is going to do this for you or that for you. Because I like to hear what they're going for. Of course, Drecker's got a great label on it. It's got crazy crazy can label it's got us oh gosh it's got a skull with a piece headband with hair going all over and he's holding his own eyeballs in his hand i mean you guys have all seen wheeze the juice before but just Jeffrey still crazy. to this day has to have the coolest can art he can yeah there yeah is and what's what's the uh, artist's name again nick the drecker guy punch cat 
That's who it is. Yep. Punch cut. He's, he's just great. I mean, it's, he does a great job and just, you see this beer, you're like, oh shit. Like no matter what, you're going to read it because he does a good job just drawing your attention. But, um, anyway, it explains the malt. Did you, you know, you haven't done it. It didn't go over the hops yet, but it's got pale two, pale two row. These are the malts. Pale two row flaked oats, carafone. That is. Um, flaked wheat and malted oats, and that's all just the malt. The hops are uh, Mosaic and Mandarina Bavaria, and then the yeast is a House IPA yeast, which I do appreciate people that have their own House IPA yeast. I really do, even though it's nice to know the yeast, but having your own House IPA yeast is just kind of – it's 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 your secret sauce. It's your secret sauce to it. So it's I do appreciate them form, throwing yeah. that out there. Um I'll say right now for sure it's going to be going in my mini fridge about three or four months ago. This would have never went in my mini fridge, uh, but it's got really good flavor. It's got just the right amount of hops, borderline, borderline for me, but it's not too much. So I do really appreciate it. And I will thank Nick because he actually uh, went ahead and lent me this beer this week. So thank you. Before Nick, before you even review this beer, I want to say I'm not drinking this beer right now, but it's a delicious beer. I had this many times before, and it's fucking really good. So, Nick, take it away, baby. All right. So, this beer was the first beer I ever had that had a, a relatively soft mouthfeel to it. And the reason why I knew that it, or the, the reason why I learned about soft mouthfeel was from the person that served me the beer. He was uh, an older gentleman. He always worked in the old downtown brewery. I, I forget his name. But he told me that Weez the Juice had a very good soft mouthfeel to it and that it was really drinkable because of that. And the reason why it has a soft mouthfeel is because of the flaked oats. And we reviewed a different beer here from Liftbridge that used flaked oats that Baca actually hated. And I think <laughs> what's really great about this beer is they did it correctly. They were able to put enough oats in there to soften the feel a little bit, but not too many to where it got a little muddy and in Abaka's terms, sandpapery. Um, uh, sawdust. So, sawdusty. Uh, that's, that's even better. Clumpy sawdust. Um, but this beer specifically is just the beer I kind of go to when I really, really want something that I know how it's going to taste and something that, I, I just love. I, I always go back to Ease the Juice because it's fruity, it's soft, it's an IPA, it's 6%, which doesn't hurt because you have two or three of them and feel pretty decent, and it's just such a good fucking beer. Um, so needless to say, it is definitely going in my mini fridge. And that wraps up the beer reviews. So again, we had the Wolf. New England IPA, uh, it's a double IPA from Junkyard Brewing out of Moorhead, Minnesota. Uh, Baka Jabbar is putting that in his mini fridge. We had Wheeze the Juice from Jacker Brewing. It's an India Pale Ale. Um, it's going in both of our mini fridge, me and Mr. Lawrence. And we had Cockney out of where in Canada? Cocaine. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I never figured that out. I never looked into it enough. But it's somewhere in Canada, say, but that's going before, in Fields' mini fridge. Dude, Canada's all one big fucking state, you know. It don't matter where it's from. <laughs> yeah, just I, I, I do have to say title. something. This is five percent. So compared Ooh. to a Coors and a Bush Light, it's their baby with more alcohol content and still smooth. So I just gotta say that. 
people be disrespecting Cockney. It's pretty good. So Cockney going in his mini fridge too. That was a review for episode 15, guys. Um, we had really good beers this week, honestly. We had a domestic, we had a double IPA, and we had a regular IPA. Um, and we went four for four this week, 100%, which is just fantastic. Um, do we have any would-you-rathers to wrap up the show? Uh, we sure do. Um, at least I have one here for you guys. Um, would you rather reverse one decision you make every day or be able to stop time for 10 seconds every day? Ooh, okay. Do you have to reverse something every day? You wouldn't have to. You have you have like a one reverse decision every day. So like, what does that mean? Like what? Like in terms of like day to day life, you have one thing to reverse day to day. Is that one thing to say differently? Or like what do you so mean? So here's here's how I would picture it. Like, um, the moment you reverse that decision, you go back to that exact same moment you made the decision, and you can replay it out. So like, if your boss was just being an absolute dick to you. And all of a sudden, you're like, you know what? Fuck you, you douchebag. And you know that's not going to go over well. It's like a free, like, fuck you pass. And you can <laughs> okay. rewind. I, I, like, <laughs> I'm taking that every day of the week. So, like, you can just... Re- so, you go back So you go back to the time of it, and then you replay the whole day? Or you just replay that segment? Just from, from that decision on. So, like, if your boss asked you, like, how do you like your job, per se? And you're like, I fucking hate it, and this is awful. And obviously, that's not going to go that over well better. for you. You reverse it. You go back to that same moment, and he goes, how do you like this job? Oh, I love it. I appreciate being here. Da, 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 da. That's the way to go. It has to be. Because you either stop. You can stop time for 10 seconds. Is that 10 a thing? Every day. So, so you just stop it and do what? I don't know, I guess. But you can always reverse time and always go back. You can go back in time every day. That's what you basically are saying. Basically, yes. You can go back in time any moment of any day and do something you don't you know you don't you don't even have to do something different but you can go you can go back in time every day that's what you're saying you can relive the whole life but you, you, just, you have to switch day. it you have to switch the decision though so you like if you said yes yeah See, that's, yep, it, that's a little different but not much i still i'm still on that bandwagon because you you could go back and you say like something that you really want to say but you don't think it's gonna go over well and it doesn't go You thought like the corporate lifestyle, the politically correctness shit, you know, all that shit. Uh, all right, all right. Going back in time is is I think the the, the obvious decision there. But on the devil's advocate advocate side, it would be pretty fun to do the whole like click thing where you stop time, go move the kid's glove down that's being a dick, and then he gets hit in the face with the baseball. That would be fun. But, or bitch, like if, but if that kid had the reverse time, he'd go back in time, reverse, move his glove up. But he would he him. would know that you stopped time and moved his glove up. But he would reverse time at the exact moment. Seeing you move it, he would move it back. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but I would stop him right as that went back up. <laughs> boom, stopped it. No, but... It would be fun to do that. Adam said, like, someone just being an ass to you, and you're just like, click, go kick him in the nuts ten times, walk back, and then all of a sudden he's just dying in pain. And then you reverse time. See, but he wouldn't know. Don't go into work that day. Yeah, but he wouldn't know because I stopped time. Like, you reverse in order to reverse time, it has to be going forward, but I stopped it. So 
I stopped it. I kick you in the nuts ten times. You're just sitting there talking to good old George, and then all of a sudden your nuts hurt like no fucking <laughs> other. You're not gonna like reverse time because you don't know what happened. That's just like your day. Like you're just talking to to, to George, and then bam, your nuts feel like shit. That There's reminds me of uh, the movie Click. But, yeah, I'm that's sad. what I said. <laughs> yeah, like I, that's what I said right. Right away, I was like, I'd just do like click, and I'd just be like, if somebody's oh, being a gotcha. dick, I'd like throw a ball at him. If he had, a, if he had a baseball mitt, just move his For mitt sure. down and let the ball hit him in the face. I think I would have to go with the reverse one decision too. It, I mean, it, it, it be, is, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to stop time for ten seconds a day, but like like uh, Mr. Field said, I mean, what can you do with time frozen for ten seconds a day? Like, if you, I mean, it it could come in handy in certain situations, but I feel like. I make a million mess ups a day where I can, where I wish I'm like I could go back and say something differently, and then the whole situation is resolved instead of it being worse or stuff like that. So I think it's a pretty straight up answer for me, but there it is a, it is an option. So yeah, no, I think the go back in time is the way to go. But I was just trying to throw out because because right when Fields went went and said like you could go back and pretty much relive every day if you wanted. I think that's that's the obvious decision, but. There are some ups for sure to like stopping stopping time, but I think going back in time is is the way to go. And then here comes Nick, who's gonna be like, "All right, listen, here's how you do the stopping time." <laughs> Nick. Well, 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 well. I'm not stopping my time, even though he thinks I am. That's Here's right. the one bad decision every single day of my life. I live my life rather cautiously. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to live it recklessly for the one bad decision every single day. One reckless moment a day because I'm a cautious dude. Like, fuck. Hey, take this shot. I'm always like, nah, dude, I got to drive home. But you know what? I'm going to take that shot. I'm going to reverse it. And I didn't even take the shot. Yeah. You take that shot, you're driving home, you get pulled over. Reverse! (laughs) Reverse it. Right back to driving home drunk. No, fuck that. I'm going to get back to the end of the shot. But um, again, me being cautious. You take that Um, shot, you get hammered, you drive home drunk, you hit a family, kill the whole family. Reverse! It never happened. Exactly. Or so you could you. pause time right after you hit him and just apologize. And... <laughs> <laughs> and they're on. dead, dude. They're dead. There's, there's, a, there's only been a few moments in my life when I've really wanted to like pause time, but you only get ten seconds, right? Wait, wait, wait. Imagine all the disc golf aces you could get with ten seconds. You sprint awesome. to the basket, throw the no, disc I, in the basket, I, run back. I you're fast enough to get to most of these baskets. Okay, here's the deal. I'm a every missed putt you've ever had in your life. You can you can say reverse time, go back and reput it. How many times have you lost half a one putt? How many uh, times? Yeah, of more than more than ten. Pause ten seconds. You guide that bitch you don't through need the a air. Into the you can basket. just reverse it and throw it again. That means you got to be confident in your second ability be to put that without missing it again. <laughs> Here's it. the biggest problem with the only ten seconds of pausing. I'm a chubby guy. I'm not the I'm not the fastest person on the face of this earth. I only got ten seconds, so I don't know if I'm gonna be able to run over here, run over here, and get back to position. People are gonna know something's up. So I just got to make one switch one bad decision because 
Maybe my one bad decision would be working out every single day. Maybe when my fucking alarm clock goes off and I'm like, oh, shit, I should probably work out, but I'm just going to sleep another extra hour. I switch that up. I'm not chubby anymore. And then I switch to the reverse time. Oh, shit. This man playing 4D chess. I feel like if you wanted to pause for 10 seconds every day, that leads to a lot more criminal activity that you could get away with. Like... Say you're at a gas station, you pause time for 10 seconds, shove a bunch of shit in your pocket, and no one knows you ever took it because time Again. stopped. Yeah, but we do you really want candy bars and well, that's just that, that that's just like a that's just like a generalization. I'm just saying, right? It's that's so low key compared to like how good your life could be by reversing some decisions that turned out badly. Yeah, I'm for sure doing the one decision. Um, because do you know how many times I want a day? I want to say like, I get a bitchy customer on the phone, and it's just like, fuck you dude and then i'll hang up the phone and then i can reverse time and be like yes what you what would you like sir i honestly thought you would say like i wanted to reverse buying that new car harold jr carol put some respect you. that could have been your one bad decision <laughs> that could have been yes the only reason why you would reverse time is for a bad decision or to inflict pain on somebody else and the pacifist in me would just say for the bad decision, I would reverse time. So I'm just going to change one bad decision. Like, could you imagine, like, if you're just a sports gambler and you, like, you bet on every game or, like, one game a day, you could, you would never lose your bets. Oh, you'd you, be, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah. See that? See, but, I feel like you'd, yeah. But so you could I'll pause time and slap the shit out of some disrespectful child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Bach, this is, Back to your pot, uh, reverse your decision on sports gambling, okay? So l- let's say when you reverse the decision, you have to go back into that moment, right? And then relive the rest of the day. Is that how it's, is that how I'm imagining it? Is that how yes, you're sir. Saying? So like, yep, yep, yep. So you have to relive the rest of the day. At what certain dollar amount would you be willing to do that? If it's just like a mundane day, like would you, for like 50 bucks and you lose, but would you... Pay fifty dollars or re- get, not lose fifty dollars. Reverse that, not do do that bet, but have to relive out your mundane day. At what certain dollar me- amount would you would you no longer live out your mundane day? That's my question. Do you understand that? Yeah. So I guess at, at that point, it just comes down to how much money you betted and if that if that's worth your one reverse yeah. decision on the day. Yeah. So it's like if I put like a hundred dollars down that's on a I'm bet saying. and I lost it, a certain dollar amount would you? Yes. Say, okay. So I'm, I'm gonna. I will relive this mundane day for this amount of money. Yeah. So like if I put a hundred bucks down against like one of our friends, like Joey or something, and then I lost that bet and I had nothing else that I wanted to reverse that day. Hell yeah! I mean, you got a free, you got a free like reverse car. You can yeah, go but back. Like, at Ooh. what point is life too mundane to to reverse the same day. It and then have to go through work the whole day again like that? That's what I'm saying. What is it? Is it a hundred dollars? Is that your say? I'm, 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 I'm sure. I guess I don't know at this point, but that's that's also kind of a learning curve. If you have that ability, you'd be like, okay, this isn't worth it. Like, I don't want to relive this whole day again just because I I lost a hundred bucks on yeah, a would, stupid bet. Would you be willing to relive? A, a day of work for a hundred dollars that's true i wouldn't i mean I, but isn't that what we do every point. day we work every day we live we basically relive the same day not the same day but you know at work if it, if your job's repetitive is that not what you do you relive that day a new day to get paid again wow 
So, so you guys need to go Whoa. ahead and uh, you guys need Whoa. to watch the movie called About Time. Isn't that crazy? Groundhog's Day. <laughs> the the movie about time is about these these people who are gifted that they can go back whenever they want in time, and the whole point, the whole like unexplained plot, is that his dad tells him to go back and relive every day, and instead of, instead of being upset at like the minor things in life, like enjoy the little things in life. So like go back and relive a day. And instead of getting upset or annoyed or, or bugged by the little things, like notice the little things that are make life great instead of noticing the little things that make life like bad. Like a cicada in the distance and then, chirping. But then it comes to a point where the whole point is to you, you start living. Instead of going through one whole day that's shit and then the next day that's good, why even bother going through the whole day of shit? Just notice the good things in life and live every day that it's like a great life. And that's like the whole point of the, well, not the whole point of the movie, but that's like the, the big underlying plot is that I'm already there, up, dog. He ends I up like, living I feel like I've every watched day. The movie. Every day he lives because he doesn't go back. And, he has the ability to go back in time, but he doesn't because he lives every day and notices the small things and loves and enjoys the small things. Really great movie, actually. And Rachel McAdams is in it, so that's a positive. Plus one for Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I know Nick would only pick his answer because I know he would go back in time and unkiss Mike Pence on the lips. <laughs> no, I would actually go forward in time and uh, kiss Mike Not Pence an one more time. <laughs> I would go back and I would throw so much tongue in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually disappointed that I didn't throw tongue in there with Mike Pence. Gotcha. All right, guys. Well, does that wrap up episode 15? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, again, we reviewed Wheeze the Juice from Drecker Brewing Company. Uh, we both put it in our mini fridge. Me and Mr. Lawrence. We also reviewed Bakajwa reviewed the Wolf. From Junkyard Brewing Company. He put that in his mini fridge. One of the best IPAs he has ever had in his life. Woo! And Phenomenal. Fields reviewed Cockney from Canada. Great. Nobody knows where it's from. Um, and he put that in his mini fridge because it's one of the best domestics he's ever tried. Uh, no, Great no, no. brew review day. It's uh, not good conversation about cicadas. Uh, I just really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. And uh, Mr. Lawrence, what do we have to remember? Well, guys, one thing to remember is to don't eat yellow snow. That's a really good thing to remember. But the one thing to always, always remember is that the NBA is very different than the MMA, which we did touch about a little bit today. But it is different. It is different. Believe it. Or and uh, Fields, who, who, fuck who? Yo, fuck Samuel Adams, though. For real. <laughs> that was the calmest fuck Samuel Adams I think I've ever heard. Because I am just too happy right now. Life is good right now. <laughs> Everything's going well. But ain't nobody give me no sense. The queen is still though. alive. Life's going good. <laughs> Dude, Bob, I haven't seen your tattoo in the stream here. It's fucking looking nice. Damn, dude. I'm a little upset. Oh, that was going to be my fucking crappy. I didn't get no Baka Jabbar tat fucking pick. Oh, that's my bad. I'll send oh, you like this. I didn't Actually, get the one where, where you're like this, hanging oh, over, showing no, off the new tattoo. That's 18, 19-year-old where I put uh, put my first tattoo on my head. 
Yeah, I didn't get Laura, that. Put, why, it, put it back up to the screen, actually, because Jenna wanted to see what it looked like. Crappy. So let me get it. Let me send her a snap quick. Holy shit, dude. All right. That's nice. Uh, move it up, up a tiny bit because your this. name. Oh, there we go. That's good. All right. There we go. Thank you. I'm I'm not going to lie. Steph does some of the cleanest cleanest lines in Fargo. Oh, she... I don't even know how she does it. She's just the best. I don't think I could ever get tattooed by somebody else. Dude, we should buy a tattoo gun and we should tattoo each other. Oh, uh, my ass is your canvas, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, that's Booze and Banter episode 15. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.